in the mid-30s. Becoming cloudy tonight, 15 to 20. On Sunday, a fast-moving storm will bring snow, which may accumulate several inches before ending by evening in the lower 30s, and a winter weather advisory is in effect, partly sunny but cold on Monday, mid-20s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. The opinions expressed in this program reflect only those of the participants and are not necessarily those of the sponsors, management, or staff of WTBQ Radio or FST Broadcasting Corporation. WTBQ. Good morning and welcome to Free Speech, Stephen Keeter's show. I'm Jay Westerveld and I missed last week, unfortunately, and uh, I definitely really missed it. Good to see you, Stephen. Likewise, uh, Jay, good morning. Good morning again. And uh, I, I not only I missed the show, I missed you. We missed, uh, this is, uh, I think, I couldn't make it one time and then you. So we. Yeah. this is uh, two shows uh, we didn't do together. And I'm very happy to see you back in the studio and uh, happy to be here so we can continue. We always have a lot of fun together. Absolutely, we do. What a week it's been, huh? Yeah. Man, by the way, how was your week? Uh, busy, shoveling. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we all, uh, I think it took everybody a couple of days to just uh, dig uh, ourselves out. It's enormous amount of snow. We both are used to it. This is yes, nothing if you look back to compare to Mongolia or Russia or Ukraine for that matter. Sure. Uh, but it is kind of out of ordinary for upstate New York. And I think we tackle it pretty, pretty good in a good way. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's so extraordinary. You don't even have the old timers going, oh, this is nothing back in Arch 7. <laughs> you know, that's not even happening. Even they're walking around like, geez, what's going on? Yeah, you know, it's like it's 20. Bad. I think we got uh, in excess of 20 inches in a matter of two days nonstop. And, yeah. and it was nonstop. Yeah. So I look, used to look up the window and I just kind of guess which car is which pile of snow because you, you can't actually make it out absolutely a bunch of mounds out there yeah it's a, i'm glad we didn't have any donner party stories yeah. from warwick it was getting a little crazy and it's funny you know i, I did so much shoveling i was sleep shoveling <laughs> <laughs> then i'd wake up and find myself with a shovel in my hand and then just you know start shoveling again dream about shoveling so i'm, I'm still not even sure didn't so, end yeah, well, but uh, like all things, I guess uh, the, every everybody's safe, everybody's uh, back uh, on track, so to speak. And uh, I think we did get uh, a little bit of flurries yesterday, but uh, looks like uh, everything looks good now. Yeah, the skiing's been dynamite too. Skiing and snowboarding have just been phenomenal. In fact, yesterday I started my day on a snowboard uh, for four hours, and then oh, I wonderful. switched over to skiing for the evening. It was just a great a multimedia day on the mountain. And the lift lines are crazy. I mean, the chairlift lines, people are waiting for really, really long lines, but that's everywhere. You know, it's easy to look at your home resort and say, wait, you know, what are these guys thinking? Open more chairlifts. But all over the world, that's the case right now. Big wow. long waits. So it's, yeah, it's kind of, you know, social distancing. You can't load a chairlift with, if you have a four person chair, we obviously we call it a quad. Um, you can only put two people on it and the lines, people can't stand next to each other. So it's, they're just spread all over the place. But the one good thing is it makes for fewer people on the hill. So you've got a longer wait for better experience everywhere. So it's been crazy. Well, well uh, you know, one thing that uh, sort of uh, came out of COVID, uh, a lot of people stopped exercising. The, I think the rules are still pretty strict uh, in relationship to, to the gyms and just common uh, everybody's kind of way and type of exercising. I cannot for the life of me to run and, and breathe in, in a mask. 
I think it yeah. uh, causes you more harm uh, than, than actually good exercising and getting hyperventilating and uh, getting, uh, you know, that uh, choking up and, and uh, in mask on your face. So, but it, once again, it's <coughs> me and being outside. Skiing is one of the better ways to do it, better yeah. uh, ways of exercising. And I think that contributes to the popularity of the sport. And especially right now, we have a beautiful weather, beautiful winter, plenty of snow. Yeah. And you know, it's a, a funny thing that you mentioned that, Stephen. Um, and I'm usually kind of reluctant to talk too much about the pandemic and, you know, everybody has an opinion. Um, I r obviously really agree with you uh, because you have a pretty intense background in um, physical activity and physical fitness. Uh, and the mask is a strange thing. On one side, people say, well, you know, the mask isn't too bad. You know, it's fine. Um, if you were at high altitude, you'd have lower uh, oxygen. Sure, you'd have lower oxygen, but you'd have lower CO2 as well. Whereas when you're wearing the mask, you're just building up CO2 and the you're ratio is technically hyperventilating. You're breathing yeah. the back uh, the CO2. I don't know any health benefits for that. Even in higher altitude, that does put uh, a lot of pressure on your body, your, your heart rate to compensate. The, the, the heart had to pump. The minute your oxygen drops, right. uh, the, the heart had to actually work twice as hard to delivering those oxygen to the muscles and uh, to the brain and, uh, you know, to, to that f essential food that uh, feeds our bodies. So with that said, it's, it's already sort of uh, strenuous enough yeah. without breathing CO2 back. And, and like I said, and once again, exactly. it, it's just me. Uh, I, even when I uh, dive, uh, maybe uh, I'm uh, very thirsty for air. I usually run out of uh, my uh, diving uh, tank is bigger uh, than your regular ones. And I known to run out faster than uh, other divers. Really? Yep. That's interesting. Actually, that's that's really interesting. I'm, I'm kind of a very thirsty breather. <laughs> well, that's a good thing to be sometimes, you know. Um, that that's you know it, it it's strange. And now you know there's there's the old saying that there are no atheists in foxholes, and uh, there aren't a lot of people wearing masks when they're shoveling snow. It's very <laughs> difficult to do both. Uh, very true. You know, and it, it's an exercise in its own right. Yeah, it is. It is, and I'd I'd I really I'd rather see people out there getting healthy. And of course, you're social socially distanced when you're shoveling, so it's not a problem. But it's nice to see people out there doing that instead of just you know always pushing the uh, electrics or electric the gas powered snowblower. And uh, even, even with that, I don't think anybody had much choice with this right. recent storm. This is as far as I could remember. I think maybe about 20 years ago we had we used to have winters that is heavy. Uh, maybe like 90, I want to say maybe 99 was about the, the heaviest that I could remember. Uh, this is not it just one storm that sort of like hit in very, very hard. And we did have the large amount of snow just dumped in one particular time. But I think it's still a very mild winter. Definitely. And, you know, it's... It's funny, it's still the beginning of February, too. We've sort of only just begun, you know. It's not like we can go, well, that was, you know, that was one crazy storm. Let's move on. Uh-uh. There's more uh, down the pike, I'm sure. Yeah, but, you know, it's uh, only, what do we have? We have uh, three weeks left uh, of uh, February, another four of March. And then we're officially in the spring, like really, really into the spring. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see the groundhog see his shadow? Uh, not yet. <laughs> you know, I went once to Punxsutawney. Uh -huh. And it is so out in the middle of nowhere. And the cool thing, you'd appreciate this. 
you're here in America, and uh, you and I both, obviously, you know, we spent a lot of you being growing up in Central Europe, you're used to the smell of coal, you know, burning coal. Mm -hmm. And that's something that when you smell it again, it's really evocative. It brings you back. Well, when you drive into Central and Western Pennsylvania, you smell that. And you will have such, like, for me, it was crazy. Is reminding, it a, a coal mining country? Is that... I believe so. It's coal burning country. And I'm not as necessarily, um, you know, espousing that and saying, oh, hey, let's all switch to coal. What I am saying is it's so evocative to be out in the countryside, see that sort of coal smog over the snow and smell that. I'm not judging it. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it, it really brings you back. It's kind of strange. Interesting. Yeah. And when I was a little boy here, uh, where I grew up in Sugarloaf, they were still burning coal believe it or not. And everybody had coal piles and coal chutes. And, the, and it's not that I'm that old. It's just, it was that primitive in some ways. Well, in Europe, uh, the, the cost of utility is much higher. Yes. Uh, even starting with the, um, you know, I went uh, to Mexico uh, in, in January and uh, I remember we took like a little mini bus and it's all American tourists. And the guys are looking outside the window and say, oh, look at this, uh, the... The gas is only a dollar and ninety nine cents, you know, whatever. Sure. And I said, yeah, folks, but that's for a liter. Exactly. It's not that for, happens it's not with for a, it's not for a gallon. People, you, yeah. you multiply that times, it's four times the money. Exactly. And, and in Europe, uh, yeah, growing up, the coal is the most affordable, the most uh, popular. I would still say definitely than, uh, any any kind of wood or gas or anything like that. Yeah, the problem was always uh, in the communist and then even up for a little ways post-communist countries, the brown coal, the lower quality stuff that made the really, you know, the bad smell and a lot more pollution. It actually produced a lot more mercury and stuff, whereas black cleaner, uh, like the bituminous stuff here and all is uh, supposed to be a lot safer. I don't know. I just remember always being really asthmatic there. But anyway, here, you know, we've got pretty clean air in the greater New York area and, uh cleaner than it's been in most of my life here. And uh, just that beautiful snow that takes the impurities out of the air and gives us something to slide on and, you know, a way to get outside and forget about the fact that uh, they've got a pandemic going on. <laughs> oh, it's, it's different for sure. Well, uh, I think we're getting pretty close to uh, our first break and we're going to give a chance to, to our sponsors to talk about people and businesses that make this program possible. Great. Sam's Mead Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is John Tesh. Tune in for great music and intelligence for your life on weekdays at 1 p.m. as we assemble the tips, the facts, and the news you need to be happier, healthier, more lovable, and more fun to be around. Radio worth listening to. We put the intelligence out there. You decide what to do with it. Hi, this is Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension, inviting you to join me and our local farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon, where you can learn all about agriculture in our communities. That's Farm Talk, Wednesdays at 12 noon. WTBQ. 
And we are back with the Free Speech Show. Here in the studio with you is uh, Jay Westervelt and Stephen Keeter. And right before the break, we were talking about uh, the winter sports and uh, obviously the season and a beautiful winter that we're all enjoying right now. I would like to bring this program back to the, the, the purpose that it, we started um, educating people and uh, uh, talking about the project that's coming up to Warwick, to Pulpit Rock Inn, and those eco-integrative measures that has been designed uh, to create sort of like an eco-resort, uh, not just the overnight accommodations. So one of the features proposed by Jay Westervelt, uh, uh, and we have been putting them in uh, local periodicals and specifically in Warwick uh, Dispatch for the number of months now, uh, highlighting and featuring one particular uh, uh, you know, feature of, of those integration uh, measures. And I think uh, last week uh, uh, it was actually, it is this week or last week? I think it's last, last week, week. Last, last week, week. Because, yeah, of, the because storm, of the storm, we got knocked out uh, of our regular schedule uh, a bit. Uh, last week uh, was uh, one of the new ones that, uh, Jay, you want to uh, yeah, sure, tell people man. what it was all about? Yeah, it was just about uh, ice skating. It's kind of strange. I hear we have Warwick, this, uh, you know, beautiful village of Victorians and colonial homes. And uh, it's, you know, it's a village that should have a lot to do. And, you know, in some ways it does. And oddly, you know, it's a village. It's the... Um, you know, it's it's uh, in the town of Warwick, so it's the eponymous village of uh, the town of Warwick. And in this town, we have other, we have the hamlet of Pine Island. They have a little ice skating spot. We have the village of Warwick, uh, of Florida. Florida, yeah. Here in the town of Warwick, beautiful ice skating spot. Village of Warwick with this wonderful Courier and Ives uh, feeling to it and this beautiful history of the golden era of hotels here. With, and by the way, with a number of parks that uh, can host uh, those, uh, and it's not yeah. difficult to do from the builder's standpoint, I can tell you that it doesn't require much. It doesn't require much at all. In fact, um, you know, in undeveloped countries, I've seen a lot of ice rinks built with cinder blocks, just simple cinder blocks and uh, tarps. As low budget as that sounds, it can look beautiful when it's done and the ice is put in and then the cinder blocks are covered with some something nice it's just you only need a few inches for that yep. water mm -hmm. you know pretty level ground which by the way levels itself one of the, <laughs> yes, the, the it one of the most ancient leveling uh instruments uh the water table uh, or water maybe hose. the most yeah, the ancient most, right. it has to be you know yeah. um oddly curiously bizarrely warwick doesn't the village of warwick doesn't have an ice rink here we, you know, we see... Oh, we're trying to build the second, uh, the uh, skate park, though. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's no option for the winter for those kids to... No, it's a very strange dynamic. It's a strange model. And um, skating, and I'm a huge fan, uh, you know, go Tony Hawk, uh, meaning skate parks, uh, skateboarding. There's not as big a draw. There's a very tight demographic for that. And if you're a real skater you find spots you can still skate anywhere you cannot just grab your your ice skates and go ice skating anywhere in warwick but as a skateboarder sure you can take a long board and go down some hills you can get a, a short board and find some cool little curbs to ollie and play around in some tennis courts when they're closed or some pools that haven't been opened up which is the the best sort of real skate park for skateboarders. But that's a very small demographic. I support it. I support the idea of a skate park, just not on the taxpayer's dime. 
but we have nothing for ice skating and ice skating is enjoyed by all ages, little kids, old people. I, I had this great grandfather who he seemed to be this guy who really couldn't do much, didn't do much. Uh, and, uh, you'd get him on ice skates and all of a sudden he was gliding around like, you know, Fred is there on, you know, on ice. So it's a great thing to do. It fits with the village yet again, it's one of those things that the village just seems to uh, miss for whatever reason. And at the pulpit rock in the idea is to take advantage of the simplicity and the, you know, of course, why not here, uh, attitude and, and the available undeveloped space that uh, majority of it like 80 uh, percent of, of the lot is not going to be disturbed or developed absolutely and so to have it down on that flatter area near the creek or wherever and because it's a private project we can restrict it to warwick residents only which is really nice you, you don't have to worry oh my gosh everybody in the world's going to come up here and use this ice skating rink no it's for warwick residents and of course hotel guests right so and that's a way of sort of inviting the hotel guest to the exclusive warwick use you know it, it will be really nice but it's so simple for us to do it is and, and there's a number of good examples like you pointed out in the area i know that every time uh we used to travel during the winter to newport Mm -hmm. uh, Rhode Island, they have uh, right on the main stretch. Uh, I think the good thing about it, that pretty much every single one, when you go in, it's timed. Right. In other words, you have a session. You have, uh, whether it's 20 minutes or half an hour, and that is your session. There's a certain number of people on ice. And it's, uh, you know, uh, if you didn't make it into this uh, particular batch, then in, in 20 minutes you can try, and, and that's your turn now. Yes. Uh, Rockefeller Center in, in New York City. Great model for it. And it doesn't require a lot of, uh, you know, inve investments, a lot of money, a lot of space for that matter. Not a lot of structure whatsoever. Yeah. Even, you know, the, the beautiful, uh, right in Central Park South, uh, the, the Trump ice rink there is so much fun and it's beautiful. It's the same thing. It's timed. And uh, that one's more elaborate. It needn't be so elaborate. Uh, to me, it's a tremendous head scratcher that nobody's done it in the village here, at least in my recollection. And, I, you know, I sometimes wonder what this board does <laughs> not to, well, not to sound well, rude that, but it's yeah, kind of i easy. think we passed election i yeah, think sorry that was that. my i think <laughs> we, that was my first question to say well what is one thing that i would like to hear or challenge uh, somebody to name that we as a community can be proud <clears throat> and the people who run the community can take credit for. Yeah, I mean, you know, I see these these really long florid newspaper pieces penned by a, a village leader and really a village doesn't need a poet laureate. It needs a manager who makes you useful know, things for people to, to do. Like, it's an administrative uh, position. It's a, if you you manage it, you manage money, you manage budget, you sure. manage and you it's essentially administrator. And to be honest, if they need a poet laureate, I'll do it. No. I'm, I'm happy to. But uh, no, this is a kind of thing that's desperately needed here. Not everybody can get out and ski. Not everybody can afford that. Not everybody's going to enjoy ice fishing in the winter. And like it or not, climate change or not, we're going to have winter here. Absolutely. It's just, and it's New just, York. Uh, you know, the storm uh, this week is uh, confirmation and proof of that it doesn't going to go anywhere. No. And so the ice rink at Pulpit Rock, at the Pulpit Rock Inn, I think will be beautiful. I love the idea of having moonlight uh, ice skating nights where it's open late for people to come out. And, you know, again, I say it in almost every show, have a new date night idea. 
to have the rock very respectfully illuminated so you see it as a backdrop with the ice skating. The rink will, of course, be a distance from it, quite a distance away. But I just think it's a beautiful use of the site. It's simple enough to implement. It's very simple if uh, you don't put a lot of bells and whistles because, once again, illumination, the night's uh, skating, uh, you, you can put lights, you can put music that certainly contributes Absolutely. to the mood and, and you know, and especially, uh, you know, like uh, my wife, uh, Tamara, is a great uh, skater. And she, we used to take our kids and I used to uh, actually participate and learn late in my uh, years in life uh, to, to, to skate. We used to go to Palisades Mall. Oh, they, yeah. They have an arena. And sure. I, I think that's just about the closest one. You can go there in the summer, of course, yep. uh, you know. But uh, here, I, uh, once again, there's no end to good things. You can make it very, very simple, and it's just as enjoyable. Or you can put a little bit of uh, details and touches to it, introduce music, introduce light. Uh, one of the better ones, uh, which is just a covered pavilion in the Montauk Mountain House, in, in that resort, they have up uh, high in the mountains. It has huge uh, oh, fireplace where you can take yeah, the Mohawk house. Yeah, Mohawk yeah, house. Yeah, it's amazing. And because of the, of the altitude, yeah. Because and you know they actually enjoy a very lower uh, lower temperatures and yeah. uh, the extended period of time that uh, it's uh, people can ski up there and skate. So and but it does have a fireplace big enough that I can drive my SUV in there. And now, have you tried that? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, the fact that while everybody is still skating, there's a fire and you, when, you, when you throw in the log, it could be four feet and it could be 12, 12 inches in diameter. Yeah. And it just, you know, it contributes to ambience, to, to the atmosphere. Stephen, it's a shame that nobody associated with the Pulpit Rock Inn project knows anything about masonry or working with stones. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly not for the hands uh, spotting a manicure, you know. No. But uh, it, it, once again, every measure, and it's not like I would like to take, uh, I would like you to take credit for, because it's a number of, it's not a single particular measure, it's a number of, it's a complex of uh, mitigating measures, so sure. to speak, that can uh, be uh, or echo integration measures. And uh, if you break them down uh, as a complex, they, they create a great impact. Yes. But if you single them out, none of it is requires a lot of uh, resources, a lot of money. It's all very, very doable yeah. in other sense. All you have to do is just have a determination uh, and essentially just do it. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to is just do it. Don't write long, florid editorials about it, but actually just do it. And I think with your excellent track record of beautiful masonry work and really knowing and working with stone, you could do a nice fireplace for this skating Absolutely. area. This will put it on the map. And, you know, it's funny, you were just talking about... Um, you know, how these eco-integrative measures will all be one complex, you know, a suite of measures. Uh, but that's one of the first rules of ecology is synergy, the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. If you have three measures, it gives you the, the sum uh, product of maybe five or six total right. because of the way they work together. And that's how we're trying to design all these eco-integrative measures. It's not just things to bring the ducks in or make the snakes feel at home. It's also these things to bring people closer to nature, maybe in a more subtle way where they're not talking about it or saying, well, ice skating under the moon brings me closer to nature, but they intuit that. Right, absolutely. No, it, it, it's great, and uh, I am uh, very proud to be part of this process. 
And, uh, you know, as, as part of the developing uh, project in uh, Pulpit Rock Inn, and, and uh, we're looking uh, far back into the roots of the movement when it, before it became a movement. And I actually came across, uh, you know, I travel a lot. I read a lot about uh, hotels. One of them just, just came across my desk was the hotels in British Virgin Island that uh, in 1964 was conceived as an, for one of the first eco resorts. Back then, back then, almost 60 years to, to date, uh, people were thinking, and uh, Lawrence uh, Rockefeller was the one who was very heavily involved in that, and we uh, taking a page, so to speak, and trying to build on, on, on the success of uh, people who back then looked into, and uh, very few people probably know about it, but it's uh, certainly worth uh, to Google, to, to read Warwick Valley Dispatch, to see what we're doing and how we're doing it, and uh, to see how, what a great impact and a benefit to the community the, the project and uh, proposed measures will be. Yeah, and the, the way they fit in with Warwick, I think, is really what it comes down to. So, you know, just that fit. Yep, we're going into the next advertising break, and we will continue right after. Right. Sam's Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is Michael Newhart, Mayor of the Village of Warwick, inviting you to tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to Village Life and learn about the village happenings. Call and share your ideas, comments, and suggestions, and be part of the show with me and Mary Calora. Hi, this is Walt Baby Love. Start your Sunday with me at 6 a.m. and Gospel Tracks. I'll give you the phone number to the faith phone line and the address to the website. All that and much, much more right here on Gospel Tracks with yours truly, Walt Baby Love. For the afternoon, sun and some clouds, seasonably cold in the mid-30s. Becoming cloudy tonight, 15 to 20. On Sunday, a fast-moving storm will bring snow, which may accumulate several inches before ending by evening in the lower 30s. And a winter weather advisory is in effect, partly sunny but cold on Monday, mid-20s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. And we're back with free speech. I'm always about to say we're back with Tales and Trails because that's my show. Monday mornings, 11 a.m. for a plug. But free speech, great show. This is uh, where Stephen and I first started uh, doing radio here with WTBQ. We're talking about one of the eco-integrative measures that we are planning to have at the Pulpit Rock Inn project. And this is the ice skating rink. Um, incredibly, Warwick, the village of Warwick doesn't have an ice skating rink, which is kind of strange. It's a very easy thing to set up. Easier to set up than a, an above ground pool uh, in your backyard. So it's, it's kind of odd that we don't have one. But instead of, you know, fretting about it, uh, Stephen and I have talked about it. And the idea is on so much of that beautiful, open, unused land that will be at the Pulpit Rock Insight, uh, we'll have one for use of the hotel guests and certainly for Warwick residents. So that now in the wintertime, we have yet another fun thing to do. 
And uh, as I said, winters aren't going away. This is New York. No, absolutely. And just looking outside, and this is what, uh, I don't know what make you think about it, maybe just, uh, you know, seeing a good examples. But uh, looking outside, we have the stretch of weather that continues now for a number of weeks where the it doesn't rise above uh, 30 degrees. It dips down to a single digits at night. You can't ask for any more help from nature, so to speak, to, to implement uh, such a simple measure. All you have, you, you need a plastic or tarp, yeah. uh, outline, and uh, two inches of water, It's essentially. so simple. And again, and I'm not, you know, I don't mean to sound, um, you know, like I'm being contrite or anything, but I'm just kind of shocked that it hasn't been done. But again, We'll have it at the site, you know, um, certainly with, uh, with when the approvals come through to, to actually have the end project. And again, it will be one more thing both to draw people to Warwick, come, you know, come stay at the Pulpit Rock Inn and enjoy some moonlight uh, ice skating. As I said in the ad, uh, come for the moonlight ice skating, stay for Warwick's warm pubs and taverns. You know, it will help everyone. Oh, yeah, that's uh, the ice skating ring. Besides a great health benefit, that's a uh, very good appetite builder, Yeah, uh, you know, and makes you hungry and thirsty. And your wonderful idea for the stage, for the actual uh, carriage, yep. um, like the Red Swan Inn had at the, uh, just after the turn of the century. Pioneer, Pioneer uh, Coach services. Yes, Pioneer Coach. I, yep. I love it. And to have that actually bring the guests down into the village, uh, which is a really short haul, obviously. It's a quick walk. Um, but to bring them to the villages, pubs, pubs and taverns after ice skating to warm up uh, with some hot grog in town will really be beautiful. No, and a number of uh, measures that you uh, created uh, and suggested for the future project is uh, some of them are very seasonal. Like we have yeah. uh, skating and, uh, you know, but some of them are f fishing for the spring yeah. and uh, uh, the kayaking. Uh, and none of it, once again, I keep coming back to it. Simple enough, uh, takes uh, just willingness to do it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know we had, uh, we mentioned very briefly the uh, opposition who, uh, you know, in a sort of like very flowery way and, uh, uh, you know, would put something in, in, in print and in newspapers uh, asking to, to do something. I don't think they, they uh, sort of like were clear on what they're trying to do and how they're going to do it. So there's ways to do things simple and effective, and there's ways to overcomplicate. And I bet you uh, if you don't, if you just want to do it and make things happen, you just go ahead and do it. Sure. Versus uh, complaining, whining, suggesting, uh, you know, inventing, maybe overcomplicating things. And uh, this is how the things we have list of this amazing, absolutely you know, amazing, outstanding uh, measures that we all, uh, uh, comes each and every single one comes with recreational activity. Recreational activity and certainly an environmental uh, a positive step forward. Impact. Which oh. is, yeah, positive impact environmentally, which you can't say about too many projects at all in life. That's just how the world works. It's, it's not going to be common. And the um, quote unquote opposition, which I think, You know, at this point, I, I think it's down to like one guy in a toy poodle. They really, they never had a substantive argument against it. And the sort of measures that we're presenting are things with which they would hop on board if it were associated with one of their cronies. And I, I don't mean to sound negative, and I don't mean to keep saying that, but it's one of those things where, well, if you're in the huddle 
already their pre-existent huddle and you suggest these things are going to be cheered and applauded but if they come from somebody who's been here you know uh for only 20 years well no we can't have right. that that's not long enough you know you well and then you know if uh, maybe uh, that fella didn't spend enough time outside growing up maybe that's why he dwells on facebook and uh, where he can pretend to be any anything and anybody uh, that's the problem and that's you know that's kind of the challenge of the 21st century as, as a father as a parent having kids and growing up outside and uh, amongst uh, you know uh, your peers uh, i can tell you that it's a very important part of uh, social upbringing uh, growing up staying outside and uh, i i feel sorry for our kids being deprived that uh, chances and that particular activity especially with the number of taxes as a village residents that we are paying yeah it's an interesting thing you know as a parent i hear other parents ruining oh you know my kid has too much screen time looking at the tablet too much watching tv too much and you know i have that same uh problem with my amazing child and if they're not given an alternative well what do you expect what them to do stare at the wall yeah. but if you have again ice skating and you can tell your child Hey, let's just try this today, especially now with the pandemic and people turning to homeschooling. And unfortunately, we have so much remote learning that, you know, by design, it's gluing the kids to tablets even more to actually be able to say, you know what, Tommy, you're done with classes for the day. Let's go over and try some ice skating. Uh, you know, I always push skiing and snowboarding in the winter uh, for so many reasons, but not everyone can afford that. It can be a little daunting at first. There's a painful learning curve sometimes. Ice skating, and by the way, I'm no great ice yeah, skater. It's not as easy. Uh, you, you're probably going to fall this <laughs> a time. Have you seen what they use now, though? The chairs. Almost, yeah, yeah, you put a chair uh, or a walker. And we didn't have how... those when I had, when I was a kid. If I was worried about falling, I was handed a hockey stick. Here, move, Jay-Z. You know, it was yeah. scary. And believe me, I, I earned some bruises like any kid. But now it's a, it's a little less painful. But you get a great satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, and it comes uh, somewhat quickly it's a very that that learning curve is somewhat short yes uh, if you you know and um, it, it's it's an amazing activity it, it really is and when you're not paying for a lift ticket and you're not paying for expensive rentals and things like that and you're just going over to a spot just outside the village still in town and just donning some skates whether they're your own which you know you can you it's certainly easy enough to buy skates and uh, we have a great uh, secondhand uh, equipment store right over in the village Absolutely. of Florida. Yeah. Uh, where, um, yep, yeah, uh, back in the game, uh, you know, where anybody can afford ice skates and skis and things pretty easily. Or you have rentals on site. It's not expensive. You're not paying for a lift ticket. It's, it's going to be free, as far as I know, for town residents, possibly. Yep. Yeah. So, no brainer. And uh, once again, we have a great examples locally. Uh, I can name you a few when I travel and we participate. Uh, there's, um, for a number of years now, uh, there has been uh, an ice skating ring on the grounds of uh, Smithsonian Mall in Washington, D.C., which I took full advantage of and uh, we yeah. love going and skating there. There's also a Winter Wonderland with, uh, in Maryland that uh, has, uh, once again, ice skating and it's beautifully done. It's one of those winter activities that if you don't experience it uh, i feel like you're deprived you lived. Uh, yeah you have not lived and again here we are just within an hour of new york city you know um and, and you know lincoln center and the, just 
these beautiful areas and everything, you know, in the wintertime when you go window shopping before Christmas, you really get that, uh, you know, uh, Courier and Ives feeling with the FAO Schwartz. No, you, you have to. This is why we and once again, I know we are touching many subjects, but this is what the program is about. It's a free speech and uh, it's essential. We talk about uh, everything. And uh, <clears throat> I know that uh, uh, once again, I think it's very seasonal. I think we do need it per se, but not on the taxpayer's money. And I also know, I believe that uh, the last time I uh, looked into the, uh, I think it was in 2019 maybe, uh, where uh, Village spent $14,000 on just designing the new park. Yeah. And uh, I think that's enough uh, maybe to, to do a number of years in a row to erect uh, the ice skating ring, because once again, it's not as expensive. You just need a little bit of uh, help from Mother Nature, just to, which during the winter it is expected. Yeah, uh, for the winters, especially you know overnight to stay low for the temperatures. A lot of people uh, build great businesses and uh, sort of like counting and and bidding on it, like ice wine. We talked uh, yeah. the other day that that's required that uh, the temperatures be below freezing and uh, those grapes actually harvested in the middle of the night at the coldest day of the year so to speak so you know you increase that the concentration of the uh, you know the the, the, the nectar yes. uh, that does not freeze unlike water the, which is uh, grapes are 90% of yeah no and can you imagine having like hot mulled wine Availed to uh, the adult skaters on this kind of thing and just hot cocoa and stuff. Wow. It'd be really, really nice. Why the hell doesn't Warwick have this already? Uh, I don't, it I don't is know. Confounding. Uh, and once again, Village of Florida does it. Yeah. It's done in a very simple way. They do it with plastic. Hamlet and, of Pine yeah. Island. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, you Similarly. just have to border. Every uh, pool owner, everybody who has an outside kitchen in Warwick, why is it possible for, for a particular individual for the homeowner to be able to put a you know fireplace outside to put a anybody who has a pool knows uh, that those uh, water filled uh, oh, yeah. uh, all you need is a tarp and a water filled border to create a pool cover yeah you you can use the same thing i almost feel like uh, maybe donating it to the village so they can use it uh, because uh, you know uh, it's a number of uh, just uh, it's simple water-filled sleeves for the border. Yes. You put a tarp, two yes. inches of water. Those funny bladders. Yeah. It looks like an inflatable yeah. long toy. But that, that's how Florida used to do it. Uh, you know, in Pine Island, a lot of people do it. Unless you have a semi-permanent uh, structure like Mahon House does, mm -hmm. this is the simplest, the easiest way to do it. Yeah, and I think at the Pulpit Rock Insight, uh, it can be done very well with a semi-permanent structure, too because that semi-permanent structure can have other uses, just that Absolutely. flat area, yep. uh, other summertime uses. But you know, it's funny, it's winter time now, and that's the reason if, if Stephen and I sound like we're obsessing on winter things, well, it is the season, and we both are parents. Uh, we love to think of our kids having other things to do, ways to get out of the house, to actually be encouraged to get out of the house. Well, unless, uh, you know, uh, the, the kid starts hibernating in winter. You better, as a parent, figure out the way for, to keep uh, them active and uh, keep them busy. Yeah, or you better find out if you actually have a bear. <laughs> you know, it's, it, that's what it comes down to. But again, it's kind of rude to just throw kids outside without anything to do. And in the winter, a lot of people can't really come up with a lot of new ideas. And just to have that out there, I think, makes a big difference. There's also ice fishing, which we're not talking about for this site, but... Uh, Ice fishing is a fun thing to do around here, and I just got a new ice auger myself so I can take my child ice fishing for the first time. 
And I think uh, when we get back from the break, we can talk more about that. Absolutely. Sam's Mead Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. Hi, I'm Dave Edwards, and I invite you to join me every Sunday night when we'll showcase a perfect album. I'll start with side one, track one, and we'll play every song in order from the record. A few bonus songs, as well as some trivia, too, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. WTVQ. And we're back with Free Speech. This is Jay Westerveld, and I'm here with Stephen Keeter, the actual host of this show. Um, because I, I missed a couple of weeks, I think I'm being thrown into doing a little extra <laughs> detail here. Um, I guess I'm going to have to do some snow shoveling afterward, too. But uh, we were talking about um, our weekly feature. We always uh, discuss one feature for the Pulpit Rock In Project. And this week, it was uh, certainly the ice rink and the idea of having it so simple to do. If the pulpit, well, when the pulpit rock in hopefully gets all of its approvals and goes in, there will be an ice rink there for the use, exclusive use of hotel guests and Warwick residents, townwide Warwick residents. And uh, Valentine's Day is coming up pretty soon. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the, which I know everybody's excited. It's uh, never too, I guess, early or late to show uh, people that you love uh, how much, in fact, you care about them. And I know that uh, right now everybody is getting excited. One of uh, the sponsors, Sam's Meat Warehouse, is I know is preparing a lot of uh, sort of like specials. And really? Yeah, like uh, you know, everybody's uh, favorite. It's a sort of like staple. Everybody goes for filet mignons and porterhouses and uh, tomahawk steaks. Uh, a lot of people uh, treat themselves to things like. Uh, Surf and turf, which is lobster oh, yeah. and fillet, uh, you know, as we all know it, and uh, so there's, there's always some kind of special. Sort of like making a special dinners is the very easy way to to, in romantic in a sense, to share uh, a wonderful day and a holiday and let uh, your loved one to know how you feel about them. So uh, anyway, I would like uh, we were talking about the local businesses, we're talking about local restaurants. I would like to give a shout out and sort of like feature one of them. Uh, which I personally uh, love going to. My personal uh, uh, favorite dish there is oxtails ramen, and, wow. but there's also Hungarian goulash and there's a variety of uh, seafood dishes. So it's just way, way, way too long for us to mention here. But uh, pharmacy, uh, bar and kitchen in Goshen, uh, and uh, that's the one we're talking about. And uh, we know that... Uh, the owner settles nothing for just absolute best ingredients and uh, prepared something special for the Valentine's Day. So I think, uh, and I'm reading out of the choices of entries, and it says wood-grilled prime filet mignon with truffles. 
and wild mushroom medley and Cabernet Demi glaze accompanied by grilled asparagus and truffled whipped potatoes. Now, that in itself just makes me salivate. Yeah. <laughs> Do not get me going. Absolutely. And, and, and then, once again, New York uh, Strip Oscar. And all the meats, by the way, are coming from Sam's Meat Warehouse, which we know uh, has a great reputation and well-known yeah. for its prime USDA steaks. And uh, New York Strip is a wood-fired grilled prime dry-aged New York Strip topped with chunks of lobster finished with tomato bernet sauce, a taste vegetable, and truffled whipped potatoes once again. I mean... Doesn't get any better than that. No. So no, unless that's... you feel adventurous enough, which is simple enough to do it, but uh, to do it at home, yet uh, there's certain things like dry aging and uh, truffles uh, involved, and you know whipping potatoes and, and stuff like that. So that's certainly uh, something that I would suggest. Uh, you don't have to do the dishes. Go outside, go to pharmacy for preset Valentine's Day dinner. Uh, it, it, tons and tons of uh, specials. I just a little bit too long to read uh, here, but you have choices and... Steven, can I ask you, I've, I've got the uh, menu here in front of me and I'm just looking at this one app. Northeast oysters, selected cold water oysters on the half shell tossed with sherry vinegar, mignonette, diced cucumber and red bell pepper. Are you kidding me? No, it's, but see, like all great things in life, and I know I draw Man. parallel to, to, to the echo integrated features. It's, it starts with simple. It, you take simple Absolutely. things, you're willing to do it. Uh, I, I know uh, the owner, and I'm sure uh, Franz goes to a great length sourcing all the special morsels of uh, delicacies uh, for you and for his customers. And uh, But it uh, takes, uh, you start with a good, simple enough ingredients. What can be more simple than just lightly dressed uh, fresh oyster? Absolutely. It has to be an absolute fresh. It has to come out of the water. It still has to smell like an ocean. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you, you take something and without uh, overcomplicating, you just do it. Yeah, and that's it. And that's, you know, unfortunately, <clears throat> that's sort of the tragedy of the 21st century is everybody wants an app for that. And people overcomplicate things that don't come with an app. And sometimes you really just have to roll your sleeves up and just do it. And that's what this menu speaks that, that, to, those oysters. That, that uh, cucumber and a bell pepper, just a splash of vinegar, boom, you got yourself a really, really good treat. Think about simplicity. Think about just the the main lobster, you know, the, the mm -hmm. lobsters that we have on the East Coast that look like a, you know, big crayfish with the big claws. As you know, uh, certainly they were they were the, the staple food of penal colonies in uh, the state of you Maine. You used to do it in prison, 100%. Yeah, of course, prison food. Oh, my God, they're making us eat bugs here. You know, that's what the prisoners would write home. And it was the simplest thing, you know, and it was cheap, simple, readily available. And now look at what lobster is. It's, it's a uh, delicacy. It's, uh, I don't think the method of preparation uh, changed much. There's a lot of fruit no. that can be put uh, alongside uh, on, on a plate and stuff like that. But uh, essentially it's all um, steamed or boiled lobster with the drawn butter. And, you know, that's a funny thing. Lobster and uh, filet mignon, one thing they share is less is better. The less you do, the less seasoning, the less frou-frou stuff you do. Very true. Very, very true. You, it's uh, and I so see easy that, to screw uh, either on the one Valentine's up. Day pharmacy also features tartare. This uh, oh. happens to be a tuna tartare. But as we uh, both know, that tartare is essentially just a raw uh, protein. It could be beef. And a steak tartare is exactly what it is. It's, it's a chopped up uh, filet mignon. And the filet mignon is one of those muscles that meant to be enjoyed raw. Absolutely. If you chop it up, that's your steak tartare. If you thinly pound it, that's your beef carpaccio. 
Yeah. And, you know, the idea of a tuna tartare makes such perfect sense because if it were just in a different restaurant a few blocks away, it would be sashimi, you know? Yeah, very <laughs> true. Very true. So, so it is one of those things, as you said, less is more. Yeah. And that's, you know, when you're dealing with a real quality item, less is more. The that less is you mess extremely with it. important. Yeah. That I mean, is. If you buy a brand new Ferrari and you, you know, put fog lights on it, you're not really improving it, you know? And that's how food is. Uh, to me, the the better things are enjoyed simply. Absolutely. As menu speaks to it. No, no. And so uh, anybody who is not looking to do the dishes, anybody who is looking for new things to try, um, you, you have many options. Like I said, the pharmacy, uh, I, I'm considering uh, going out and uh, do it myself because just free up uh, a day. Or you can stop by and pick up a great steak uh, from Sam's Meat Warehouse and uh, try yourself in the role of a chef. And once again, it does not take much. It's uh, salt and pepper. Yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna have trouble in life later with my child because my child is addicted to uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse filet mignon. And I, I think if we eat filet out somewhere that maybe has a you know a lesser purveyor, she's gonna be a little upset. So it's it's a strange one. You well, know? It's so I, easy to get used to, to good stuff, you know. And, and it's but uh, this is what it's all uh, life is all about. You know, it's too short to eat, uh, this used to say, drink bad wine. So yeah. it's too short to, to, to eat the chewy steak. Well you know? said, really well said. No, this place sounds like a lot of fun. And I know that in the city, I don't know if this is a statewide thing. I, I think it's in the city that they're lifting some of the pandemic restrictions for Valentine's Day. Like they're allowing 25% capacity. I know that those restrictions are uh, slowly uh, getting uh, lifted up. I'm not, uh, because not, being in that particular industry, you know, but I see the uptick on uh, buying and uh, new new places even coming up. Right. Yeah, I think uh, specifically uh, right before Valentine's Day, like the day before that they're allowing up, they're, they've increased it to 25% capacity in New York City restaurants. So that's going to be interesting and very helpful for these things. Do you know what the what restrictions we have up here outside of the city right uh, now? I don't. Well, I, I happen to actually, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, pizza, but when I do, I actually like Kinchley's uh, Tavern. In, yeah, world famous. Yeah, it's, that, it's absolutely. Is it technically Mawa where Kinchley's is? or? Uh, it could be Ramsey. Yeah, maybe. it may be. I, I think it's world uh, famous, it, which is, by the way, great. Even oh. if you're not a big fan of pizza, this is one that absolutely must try yeah, that, before you make a, your sort of judgment. So, uh, so anyway, I was coming home uh, late last night, and I stopped by, and uh, and you know that place is always buzzing. It's like a busy, busy airport, almost like uh, you know they do announce party of six, party of two. Yeah. People are standing, people are waiting, people are playing games outside. So, uh, and usually there's a long wait. No, this time they cleared up all the middle section of it, so people are only sitting in the booths outside the wall by the walls right oh, then they're just so, so, so it does feel very uh empty but every single seat is taken and obviously pizza is still top notch and uh, you know they've been doing it for a number of years and once again in a very simple way yeah i cannot stress enough and we're trying to sort of i guess uh, get the message that if you start with the good ingredients if you have a foolproof recipe in that sometimes it doesn't pay to invent the bike Absolutely. Overcomplicate things. And that's the beauty of your Pulpit Rock In project. I shouldn't say yours, but you know, the Pulpit Rock In project um, is that you're just taking the simplest, highest quality ideas 
and concepts, materials, designs, and just putting them on this piece of land to celebrate that pretty rock there, as you've always said, you know, it's cool, the rock. Absolutely. And it will really celebrate it and make it a real centerpiece, a focal point for a place for people to stay and enjoy things that harken back to older times, but also bring them much closer to nature on a site that does not really have um, much, uh, I say it every show, much biodiversity, not a lot of different types of plants or animals there. We're going to increase that uh, multiple fold so that there are uh, veritably hundreds of types of plants and animals staying on that site. Well, currently, site doesn't have much to offer to begin with. There's not no. only uh, the biodiversity. There's a lot of uh, like the recreational possibilities and, and, and that that the project will offer is just mind-boggling. And, and it's once again, it boils down to uh, how simple it is to implement. It uh, requires uh, determination, desire, certainly some uh, investments, but uh, it, uh, it's all doable, in other words. It, this should be no, I don't see any impediments in, in terms of uh, making this happen or, or, or uh, ha introducing those, some of those features where existed and prevalent in, in the past. Some yeah, of them Warwick. absolutely new. Yeah. And, and I'm looking forward just to see how greatly uh, those are going to be received by the community. Yeah, I'm really proud of them already, even now in concept. And again, just like, uh, you know, a fine Maine lobster, pretty simple to implement. Boiling water and a pot. Right. Drop it in. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So we can uh, once again talk more about it. I would like to actually make maybe in our next program take our uh, listeners uh, and tell them more about eco resorts that were ahead of before us, so to speak. Uh, I know uh, the Pulpit Rock Inn is moving in, in uh, I don't want to say in a different direction. It's just we're building up on success of people that uh, were uh, here on people like... Uh, well, I don't want to be a name dropper, but no. uh, <laughs> and I want to create a little bit of a sort of a, an enigma for our next program. Sure. But we'll, we'll talk more about the project. We'll talk more about people uh, who are currently involved on our project, people in the past that contributed to creating uh, the very first eco resorts. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about more about that next program. So I want to thank everybody for listening and we will we'll see you next Saturday. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much. 